Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Another beguiling, potentially promising interaction with young Jupiter, not Jupiter, <laughs> Neptune. Unless, is Jupiter, is Jupiter Neptune in, I don't know my mythology. Anyway, young Neptune is the name that I've given him. So I went to the store. I wasn't going to go to the store after the cafe. I went to the store after the cafe because I realized I was running low on Nutella. And so I really, Nutella is such a key component of my diet here in Croatia. So I needed to get some Nutella. Went into the store, immediately saw Cervantes, and then immediately saw young Neptune. He was near the cash register. So I knew that if I grabbed my Nutella, made the loop of the store, that I would come face to face with the beautiful young Neptune. Well, young Neptune was wearing a hat today, and it had a tag on it. So I had the perfect in. I went up to him and I said, hey, you realize you've got, you know, you, your hat has a, ha- still has the tag on it. And he laughed and got this big smile on his face and said, no, I know, it's not my hat, I'm just wearing it. And I said, oh, you're modeling it? And he's like, yeah, do you want to try? Then I was momentarily mortified because I haven't showered, so I don't shower before I go to the cafe. Because, one, I want to get there as soon as possible so I can get my special table. Two, I'm going to go swimming, you know, I go to the beach and go swimming every afternoon, and so I shower after that. So my hat is a key component to maintaining my sense of self and my some semblance of dignity. I'm not really vain, but in that sense, I'm vain. Like you don't want to see my hair before I've before I've showered, and especially after it's been sweating under my hat for the past three hours. I don't have that much hair to begin with, and what I do is not particularly thick. So it's just this matted, nasty, sweaty. It's not something that's suitable for public consumption. No, I'm not going to take off my hat and show him what lurks underneath my sweaty, grimy, nasty, you know, hat. So. I politely declined without hesitation. And he said, oh, no, come on, you know, it's no big deal. So then I was stoked that he was actually engaging because, again, we went from him ignoring me for a few days, as you know, to me thinking I was delusional and need to just let it go, to yesterday's interaction, which was mildly promising, to today's interaction where he's now joking around with me and trying to get me to take my clothes off. Now, admittedly, the clothes in question are only a hat, is only a hat, but still that's progress. That is undeniable progress, especially since he then insisted. And then he told me that I shouldn't be so vain. He didn't use those words, but he's basically, he said, you shouldn't be like that. And he was just all smiley and just, just, just totally engaged. What does this mean for our future together? Not necessarily anything, but at least it helped my day to get off to even that much of a better start. Apparently today I am not meant to get any work done. So I get, I don't know, maybe I got an hour of work done before I had the conversation with Alfred this morning, the server at the cafe. But after, you know, after the cafe, went to the supermarket, 
and then came back, had lunch, took off for the beach. Lo and behold, I get to the beach, and there he is. Young Neptune is lying on the same rock as before, directed, you know, pointing in the same direction towards the sun as the first time I saw him there, his eyes closed. So I wanted to say something. I wanted to make a reference to our interaction earlier in the day about about the hat, but his eyes were closed, and so I decided instead to be respectful, and I just went and found my own spot. Now, my normal spot was already taken, which was frustrating. But uh, so anyway, I found another spot and there were a few more people at the beach than normal. So I sort of had to either go really far down the beach, which I wasn't going to do, or get relatively close to young Neptune. So I chose that option. I lay there for a long time, about a half an hour. And I know that again, because I time myself so I don't get fried. And then I went and, you know, did my snorkeling thing. Well, young, young Neptune didn't move the entire time. I mean, maybe he's slightly adjusted or whatever, but he pretty much seemed still unconscious, you know, worshiping the sun. So I swam around for a long time because the water felt great. And I just, I could, if I, if I weren't worried about getting sunburnt, I would have done it for a lot longer. But anyway, I was out there probably, probably a half an hour. I started thinking about coming in and that's when young Neptune decided to get in the water. So he does this thing where he jumps in the water and swims way out. Then it occurred to me, of course, that this was an opportunity to actually talk to him. And it seemed sort of strange not to talk to him since we had just spoken that morning. And now it's just the two of us in the same part of the water. I mean, like I said, he went out a little further than I was, but I thought this was a good opportunity to chat. I let him do his thing and I continued snorkeling, kind of looking up once in a while to see if he was coming back to shore. And as he eventually started coming back to shore, I asked him, you know, I was like, hey, where's your hat? You forgot your hat, referencing our conversation earlier today. Also, just so he would know who I was, because again, I was wearing my snorkel and mask. And that launched a conversation that lasted five hours on the beach. So, <laughs> so again, clearly did not get a lot of work done today, but it was just, it was just one of those easy, natural conversations. You know, we're, we're out treading water. Of course, he asks, you know, what I'm doing here. And I ask what he's doing here. It turns out he's not from here. So there was a story there. And then we start talking about what we do, and I talk about being a writer and social media, and um, I don't know how the social media came up, but I think, I think the social media came up because he's doing some PR work, and one thing led to another, and then we're talking about different ways to monetize, and he had some great ideas and had some things that I didn't know about, and so he, you know, he showed, me, showed me those things online when we went back to the beach. We talked about personal stuff, we talked about spirituality, because he, you know, he meditates and is pursuing his own path. And I couldn't believe it when it was when I looked down at my watch and it was 7:30 and I was like, shit, I I've got a lot of work to do. You know, I need to I need to get out of here, but the conversation was just still flowing. So I stayed a while longer and then the sun started to go down and I eventually left him to uh to finish finish his time on the beach. The biggest thing here of course is that I finally just got to have a talk with him. I finally got to connect with him. So who knows what's going to happen, but at least the, the back and forth and the wondering if there's any interest, if there's any, even if it's just to, to connect on a, on a friendship sort of level, all that back and forth that I've just been floundering about and wondering about and kind of occasionally driving myself a little crazy about, if nothing else, what today accomplished was mostly, <laughs> mostly getting me beyond that and finally just, finally just connecting.
when we got out of the the water, when we got out of the out of the ocean, young Neptune asked if actually he asked this while we were treading water in the ocean. He said, "You know, do you get high?" And I said, "Well, not really. I mean, I'm up for it. I don't really get high, or I haven't gotten high that much. I mean, I have, you know, many times over the course of my life, but it's not something I do regularly." For a long time, when I was working in corporate, I would change jobs so often that I didn't know if I was going to get tested. Even though it probably wouldn't have been a big deal, I did actually fail. I actually did fail a drug test one time. I forgot about this. I had just moved to San Francisco and I was just temping. Again, even in college and stuff, I was never, ever, I've never been a regular pot smoker. I don't drink much. I'm just not really into drugs, alcohol that much. I'll partake, but, you know, just not regularly. It's never been a habit. So I don't even remember. It had definitely been more than the six months that I've heard thrown around in so far as how long it takes for pot to get out of your system. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Maybe we know more. When I say that that's the figure that's been thrown around, I'm talking about from, again, like when I was in college or whatever. So I don't know what what we know now. I know that it gets stored in your blood or your um, your fat and that they now sometimes they'll take a hair sample and I guess it stays there a lot longer. Anyway, whatever the case, it had been a long time since I had smoked pot as I was when I was just moving to San Francisco. So I wasn't even remotely worried about the test. I, you know, I didn't do anything to, to flush my system. I didn't, I didn't have any concerns. Well, I take the test. And this is, but the, the other funny thing here is I had already done the job. The temp agency had forgotten that they were supposed to give me a drug test for some low responsibility admin job. I mean, it wasn't like I was handling money or, you know, performing surgery. There were, even if I had been completely stoned, whatever the job I did would not have been affected. This was not some, like I said, not a lot of responsibility, not a lot of brain power. This was just a really basic gig, whatever it was. But just for their paperwork, they had to show that they had, test, had tested me. So I went in after having completed the job, took the test, and um, you actually, you got the results right then and there. It was a swab, right? And so you, they swabbed your cheek, and then the thing was supposed to change color or not change color, depending upon whether or not you were a marijuana addict. And of course, I say that jokingly. Well, the thing starts to change color. And I look at the guy who's giving me the test, who's, you know, another early 20-something like, like I was. He's probably a stoner. He doesn't care. He's just doing this because, again, it's his job. He does not care. And he looks at me and he says, dude, when's the last time you got high? Because the color was changing as if I was about to be called out for having pot in my system. And I said, well, of course, I never get high, but if I had gotten high, it would have been more than six months ago, because I didn't want to go on record, given that pot was not legal, and I wasn't supposed to have smoked if I was going to do this job and all that. So I'm obviously just telling him, yeah, I've gotten high, but it's been a really long time. Well, the tester, the swab, continues changing color until, lo and behold, I appear to have tested positive for marijuana. So then I, you know, what am I supposed to do? I've already done the job. Never mind the fact that it shouldn't really be positive. It's been a long time since I smoked pot. And even when I did smoke it, I didn't smoke that much. It doesn't make a, it doesn't make sense. Now, I don't know if it was a false positive. I, I don't know. But whatever, whatever the case, it said that I had tested positive. I say to the guy, you know, okay, well, what, what happens next? What are we going to do? You know, what, what happens? And I don't even remember what he told me. All I know <laughs> is that I left and thank God I never heard about it again. 
Now, of course, I don't know what they could have done, and that's probably why I never heard about it again. But still, it was it was pretty shocking to think that I had absolutely nothing to worry about, so much so that I took no precautions before the test, and then to test positive was was quite a surprise. Fast forward through you know my my subsequent years in the corporate world, I didn't take any risks. And so even after it became legalized, I still just wouldn't smoke pot because you don't know what a different company, they might have different policies. I don't know what the laws are. I just didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to risk my livelihood just to get high when I could go have a couple glasses of wine or whatever if I really wanted to sort of alter my state. So coming back to Croatia, when he asks me if I get high, again, it's sort of like, well, Kind of, but not really, but I will now. We swim back to shore. We go back on shore. It's really windy. So we end up having our our really long conversation. And finally, towards the end of it, he says, hey, you know, by the way, I'm I'm sorry I haven't rolled this, but, you know, it's just so windy I haven't been able to. I'm like, you know, no big deal, whatever. Well, he finally rolls it. I took several puffs. A few minutes go by and he's like, yeah, you're already high, aren't you? And I'm like, actually, I don't feel it. So then I had some more, and this time I breathed in, you know, much deeper because I'm just not experienced. And then I completely burnt my throat. It was really painful, actually. (laughs) And I didn't have any water. So I just kind of suffered through it, had a few more like that. Once again, I didn't get high, which is really frustrating when you haven't gotten high for so long and the opportunity presents itself. And You know, in my case, there's no longer any reason to worry about getting tested. So I was, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I was kind of excited. I was looking forward to it. So I guess I got to, I got to brush up on my pot smoking skills. I don't know if he said, you know, you need to take smaller puffs and, and hold them more, but I was trying to, I was trying to take it in. I don't know. Really, really not up on my pot smoking skills. But the other thing is, there might be something else going on, because when I had the edibles recently, which I don't know, six months, nine months ago, which was supposed to be my my victorious return to occasionally indulging in cannabis, nothing happened then either. But I tell you what, it's really frustrating when you're looking forward to getting high, particularly when you haven't for so, so long, and nothing happens. Next time I have the opportunity, I got to figure this out. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.